2: Welcome along to the wise Men's here podcast. Well, 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 what can happen in a week since we all sat here last Monday and discussed Tony Mowbray's quotes post Millwall saying they read like somebody who knew their time was up. That's how it worked out. So super dodgy in charge with Proctor again. And um, this time we got a, a much nicer outcome. So joining myself. Stephen Goldswift to talk about that. Amongst all of the other things that link to that is Gareth Barger. Evening.
0: Hello. Hello, are hello, good? hello. Yeah? What? yeah? Hello, the, last the, Monday.
2: the listeners have oh, heard yeah. from you since last Monday because you were there now. Well, no, it was last Monday as well, wasn't it? But it, we put out on Tuesday. Two pods in a day. That's a first.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, yeah.
2: Is it a first? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I feel I feel, yeah, I can't wait for what I, I, can't, I I feel like I must be. I don't well, know.
0: Anyway, don't know. who cares? i have
2: done a few emergency pods over the years,
0: definitely. <laughs> okay, yeah, we have done a few. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, right. So we thought it would be good to get in somebody who um, who knew Tony and and is close uh, to the club because he covers them for a living, and that is Phil Smith of the Sunderland Echo. Good evening. Even all. even I was going to say somebody with a finger on the pulse, but you might not have a clue. I was going to say, we'll yeah, find... I've got the wrong person, <laughs> haven't you? So... <laughs> we'll find out and hope to um, because we will want to know your opinion, certainly, on um, on what's been happening. But should we just um, – well, we did a reaction pod, so we obviously – we've got the Leeds game coming up as well. So should we just do a – should we just sort of brush over the weekend and then and then the Leeds game and then get on to the other stuff? Does that sound okay mm. to people? Yeah. You do whatever you want. Can I'll just I? go along with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we hammered the ref um, on Saturday, so I don't know how much of that we need to do. Uh, any any comment, Gareth? Because it's your favorite. it's been your favourite topic this year. Has it really? Why not start there? Why not start there?
0: Um, I mean...
2: You don't have to if you don't think we're adding it. Well, we I, just, I just think... I and, you know, know I just... what I did? We were thinking back, the only one we didn't mention was the um, elbow to uh, Pritchard's face, which I don't think we yeah. covered on the reaction, which like, with that one, it's like similar to Ballard's, I guess, in a way. Like, you're giving a mm. yellow card, so why, wh- why? What's the yellow card for? Like, what What are you writing in your report? That that yeah. guy smashes somebody in the face with an elbow. What are you writing is the reason you're giving them a the yellow card for. That's yeah. what doesn't make any sense, does it? Because if you say he violently smashed somebody in the face, and it's a red card, so... That's a bit strange. I don't know.
0: It? I mean, I don't. Sometimes it's just like, well, it's almost pointless to just talk about it because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, some stuff in recent weeks has gone on our way, so I guess we can't complain too much. You know, the penalty we got in Millwall was probably not a penalty, and that oh, gets no us was. a point there. Mm. It doesn't affect the. You know, the ultimately the the first goal scorer for us should have been sent off <clears throat> where well, you don't get the offside goal maybe you got to say it's balanced itself out who knows argument
2: for a penalty at each end
0: yeah so you know mm. it's just you know widespread incompetence really so you can't really complain too much
2: right so we'll but we're, anyway we'll not, not dwell on it too much Yeah, don't, don't dwell on it it's boring anything, isn't it but, uh, good performance for Lawyer. yeah
1: yeah I thought so I thought it was um I think there was a huge amount that was different to the previous week. I thought maybe there was probably more intensity than the Huddersfield game. Um, probably especially in the early part of the game, played forward a bit quicker, I think. Um, and that certainly suited Bellingham. I, th- I thought you know, he was a handful for their defenders. Um, yeah, I thought, no, to be fair, you know, West Brom are a very, very good side. we have got an excellent defensive record. Um that was the most shots on target we've conceded all season. I was having a look um earlier today. So I think it was a really good performance, but I think it's also probably just a bit of variance as well, you know, in terms of how many chances had Ballard missed from set pieces in the previous week. And there you go, the you know, the first game after Mowbray goes, he puts one in and you know, then the defender slips and and, and you know, Pritchard's able to set Neil away. So I didn't think there was a huge amount of difference either in you sort of the setup or the performance level from the previous weeks. But having said that, you know, I felt I didn't feel hugely confident going into the game because I think West Brom were a good side, especially defensively. So, you know, to see someone create, you know, quite a few decent chances throughout the game, I, you know, I thought it was I was thought it was yeah, a very impressive performance. And the, and the setup was spot on. The timing of bringing Pritchard on was spot on. Yeah, it was definitely a, definitely a good day for Mike Dodds, I think.
2: And I think was, what I liked the the their manager at the end of the match, like acknowledging that as well. He did. He didn't go in on his team and. He didn't seem to think that
1: they did a lot wrong.
2: He just praised Sunderland, didn't he, for their performance?
1: Yeah, I think is yeah very very much so. Um, I think what he did say was that he felt his that the um, the offside goal really knocked his team. I think he felt that that this sort of confidence was drained from that, and there was a nervousness about them. But yeah, more than anything, he was he was very very complimentary about Sunderland. Um, and, you know, and I think what he also said was that in it, from his analysis. You know, he felt they should be higher up in the table based on the performances and that the only issue he could see in previous weeks was the finishing, um, which is kind of what we've all been saying, isn't yeah. it, really, for a while. Um, and I suppose moving forward, I guess that's still kind of the biggest question in a way. Um, and I suppose it's probably still the biggest riddle, if you like, for whoever the next person is to solve.
2: And we've, spoke, well, we've spoken um, about a lot about how we think centre-forwards who were up to the certain standard in need, just have a anticipation of where the ball's going to go and stuff. And, and, and Job had scored a couple of goals there earlier in the season, which weren't like, you know, you <laughs> mean the four games Newcastle goals, but they are they are like just sniffing, you know, being around and pick little pieces up. And that that's what he did. He anticipated he got himself. you know it's it's it looks easy but it's not clearly it's not like centre forwards have uh, this yeah. <laughs> knack and anticipation of what's going to happen and he anticipated that the keeper might spill a ball he was in the right place to put it in
0: but he did he did fine for his job you know as a striker He you did all right earlier in the season um for generally I had a sort of mixed sort of feelings about the game from Variety of different people. Kind of some people saying we're a bit average, but managed to get the job done. I thought we played quite well generally and dominated uh, the game for the vast majority yeah. of it. Um, and you know, Ecto's thoughts on I think on Huggins on the reaction. I think he's probably been our best player for the last two months. Um, most consistent and and has had a massive impact. I think from that area. Um, I agree as well on the comments about him going over at the right side. I'd agree with Phil on his comments relating to the way we played. I thought it was pretty much, you know, it wasn't like we reinvented the wheel, like all the, some major tweaks had been made. It was pretty much the same way as we played every week, really, um, which you would kind of expect, um, given that the coaches involved are the same coaches that were there under Mowbray. So, and they did probably most of the coaching, um, on-the-pitch coaching, in the build-up to games. So... Um. Yeah, I, I know there's been some comments about like it was oh well we it's, it straight away we've done this we've done that. It to to me I couldn't see that. I mean everyone's entitled to opinion, but you know I couldn't I couldn't really see any like drastic difference apart from maybe switch, switching the fullbacks, um which gave Roberts a bit more license because Huggins tends to go beyond a bit more than Hume does. So, um, but I thought you know I thought Roberts had obviously got man of the match. Thought he had a you know a good game. Um, again, still no sister goal for him. Um, Clark again thought it was excellent. Um, you know, Job had a good game. Oh, sheesh. it's funny because I thought he had pretty average game, but he, he, you know, he was involved in two key mo the two key moments where he's at the post, and obviously the one for the offside goal where he's got a shot away, which I think is positive because he can be quiet in the game but still impact it. So I um, thought Neil was excellent again. Lovely goal. I mean, Pritchard comes on. You know, it's absolutely mad when you think we're trying to get him out of the club, basically, in the summer. Um, that ball for the second goal is just ridiculous, really. Um, made it look easy, but that's an either needle, pass to the outside of his foot, under yeah. pressure.
2: He's drawn um, the ball in the, def- the way through yeah. the defenders in by, like, he's obviously had a little look, and then but then he's looked the other way um, to make the defenders think he hasn't seen that pass on, hasn't he? Yeah. So it's a and it's a great sort of like no look possibly the outside of his foot.
0: Brilliant, yeah. you know. West Brom were functional. I was expecting a bit more from them. Um, they just lacked a cut and edge, really. Um, which I was surprised at. Um, and you know it's good to to dominate a game. Um, you know, if we really we could have won that if we'd won that game 4-5-1, I, I don't think anyone could have had any complaints really, given the chances that were created. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, it's 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 just a funny one, isn't it, really? You know, sitting here a week later again, you know, you know, it's a week since Tony Mowbray was, a week minus a few hours since Tony Mowbray's gone. Still seems pretty, there's nothing really out there that suggests that we're close to a point in anybody. Yeah. Um, and the win no. does help ease that. It does. He's got it does. pressure because if we lost, it, you know, yeah. people would be talking more yeah. about the manager. So
2: conversation would be very different now, we'd be having, wouldn't it? We wouldn't be like, leading on a good performance. Phil would be getting it, um, we'd we'll be getting grilled on behalf of the club. Um, and um, yeah, things would be different. Um, in terms of um, changes, it's it's hard to advocate changes, but there's an obvious one, Phil, isn't there? And Gav's spoke about the impact yards on off the bench again. Got over all ground here because we acknowledge a lot on here that he's an excellent sub to bring on an hour into the game. When the game's slowed down, he always injects a bit of pace and a bit of drive and just um, ups the tempo. and and it, but How long do you say, you know, from his point of view, that might sound all well and good, but if you saying, actually, you know, I've, I've come off the bench and I've set the two goals up. Uh, how unfair is it that he keeps getting that role on the team? Because surely at some point,
1: logic would say he'd be rewarded with a start, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think especially in, you know, has started three games in a row now, having obviously not had a huge amount of a pre-season, um, having primarily come off the bench for his first however long. To me, it just seems like, not just because of Pritchard's ability, but it just seems like an obvious time as well to give Oshisha a breather. He's had three starts now. He's looked really good off the bench when he's coming as well. I mean, similar to Pritchard, he's really benefited when there's been a bit more sort of space in the game. Um so to me it seems like the obvious one. Um I assume that he's kind of okay to start. I mean, Mowbray pretty much told us, you know, a couple of weeks into the season that the fact that he wasn't starting was primarily because of this expectation he was going to leave. Um, at this point, you don't see any reason why he shouldn't be in, you know, eligible to start. So um and to be fair, we asked Dodds about that after the game. I asked him whether, you know, he, he felt Pritchard was, was playing his way into contention for a start. And you know, I, I took it from him that he probably would start. Um, I think that'll be the only change, to be honest. Berstow and Hemia are he playing in the under twenty ones game tonight at Eblon, so that pretty much tells you it's Job on the end, there, and I think it's highly likely to be Job. So yeah, I there's not going to be many changes tomorrow, I don't think. I think Pritchard's probably probably the only one.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'll make another change from that, Gareth. No, anymore, I you think... Because you only think, have a debate yeah. the O nine 9 thing at centre-half, isn't it? But I'd still uh, have I still haven't really been... a really you know, right no, 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 I know, I know. And, and I'm not... A, you know, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't go all in to say it should either at this point. you just won a game comfortably. You did nothing wrong at the weekend. Well, he well <laughs> the penalty... To uh, be, the penalty the be end fair, thing. I don't think that was a penalty. No, me neither. Because as soon as he got the ball, you knew he was going to go down. The whole stadium <laughs> knew he was going to go down, and he did. And uh, I'd be fuming with him if I was our manager.
0: I think if he gives the Roberts one, he might give that one. But if you're not giving the Roberts one, you're probably not giving that one. So, yeah, I, I think... <laughs> he probably got away with one there. Just sometimes he does daft stuff, doesn't he? You know, every game he seems to do something a bit silly. Um, but in terms of what I've seen, the options, uh, as alternatives to him, uh, I would be, I would be going with, uh, 09 and, and Ballard. Um, based on what we've got and the fullbacks we've got available currently, um, you know, I wonder when certain will be back. Um, again, that, that seems to be a bit quieter. So, hopefully, he'll be back in the next couple of weeks. And obviously, Elise, hopefully, he'll be back too. So we get a few more options in there across the back. So, you know, it's just frustrating because when we've got the that group of players all fully fit, I know every club is probably saying the same. You know, we are a bit of a force. Um, we're just missing. On top of those players, we're just missing like that knack up front or bit of a bit of um sort of strength and depth in the in the middle of the park when you start when you start losing players it, there's nothing really in that gap between the put those who are ready to start and those who aren't It's maybe Barr and our should probably the kind of the two in between is that you'd say that we have in the squad, and then the rest of them look a bit not quite there yet, so um it's just, you know, if we just had a couple of options, not saying we need to, like, fill a squad with, you know, a load of geriatric championship journeymen. I'm just talking about if we had a couple of options there with a bit more experience, Um, it might be nice to have those available. You know, you look at, you know, we we'll are linked with Jerry Yates, when we, he's got, he's scoring goals at Swansea. You think player like that on our team would probably get himself, you know, 10, 15 goals. The, the amount of chances we create, um, but, it, but it'd be funny, wouldn't it? Because like someone like him would be quite an unglamorous sort of acquisition, wouldn't it? And do you think people people would be like, mm, would they rather have the? I don't
2: think it was cheap, was he? I don't, think, I, don't think...
0: I don't know. Was he about two, three million or something?
2: Three million in my mind, or something that to pull out from a thing because he's did I? I would a say that's
0: quite thing? cheap. I would say that's quite cheap for a in- championship striker. In- in-
2: in- well, yeah, but you wouldn't get with that now. It's probably doubled in price now.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying we should go and buy. Them. I'm yeah. just saying in the in the summer, yeah. like obviously he was available and he went to Swansea. Yeah, because um, obviously they sold Pirro in Leeds. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I just that's the thing that gets us frustrated sometimes when i think thinking, like for all the good things, if we just had that other thing, that it's not unattainable, but we seem to not want to do it for principal reasons we'd be right in the mix and we're not it's and we're not that far off it but it's just like i just feel like we could you know you look at southampton there. what they've got 40 41 points or whatever it just seems crazy to me that they've they, they're basically going to two points a game or whatever and after the the start that they had stuff like that. So it's just a bit odd the championship, isn't it, in that respect. Still but we just in, need we're...
2: we know how open it is, but this year seems to be on another another yeah. level or like ever doesn't it? I mean like you look at Borough and they're like suddenly 13th or something.
1: And like how's that happen? I think there's I think there's like two tiers this year almost. Um I think the top four to me looks I've got to be honest pretty much sewn up now. Um yeah you know, I just don't see anyone breaking that top four. Um I know obviously there'll be questions over whether Rip Switch can last the pace, but you know, they just keep finding ways to win. You know, with the budgetary advantage that you have when you come down from the Premier League, you have to be in a right mess, not to be up there. And I think Leeds, um, Southampton and Leicester. I just don't see anyone catching them. So for me it almost feels like for the rest of the rest of us it's two from nine or ten, probably. Um, sort of slugging it out for fifth and sixth. Um yeah, so it's almost like a strange if It feels very cut off at the top, but then, you know, you've got probably, like I say, about 10 teams fighting for two two remaining playoff places, I think.
0: I mean, it's been just six, six wins ahead of sixth place, essentially, aren't they? So, what, well, 18 yeah. points? So, you'd have to be a, you know, I six know game swing it, it, for somebody to yeah. overtake them from sixth place. Second, I mean,
2: second best ever start.
0: To Leicester, who has the best start. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's just, I mean, my, you know, we we always say two points per game, don't we? And Leeds are at, above two points per game and they're like seven points off second, you know? It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's remarkable.
0: I mean, you look at which as well. I mean, I know it's kind of digressing here, but like Wes Burns, I mean, looked an all right player in, in League One. Like, he looked a bit dangerous, a bit flighty at times, but he looked like he had a bit of quality, like almost like a bit of a better Chris Maguire when Chris Maguire was better than he was towards the end, do you know what I mean and like he seems to be absolutely flying in the championship, it's just funny isn't it how these things work out And Chaplin, Broadhead players like that Chaplin kind of like a, you know just kind of a league, like feels like a league one player who just seems to know it just seems to have clicked, I don't know it's just one of those the isn't it
2: got to take a lot of credit for that, what's happening there I think I think clearly. Should we go and get him then? Give some structure. Well, that's the deal. He's not going to come in, how is he? Um. So would 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 you start Pritchard then, just to round that conversation off, Gareth? Because I don't think there's any of of a debate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Pritchard for O'Shea because I think, Arshish. Arshish. I think yeah. it's quite good. You know, you brought sheesh on for Pritchard twenty five minutes to go. It's not a bad change, is it? Yeah. You know.
2: I think we're all in agreement with that. Then now, there's your preview. There's your preview for your Leeds game. Um. Right, okay, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk about the obvious afterwards.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
0: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: Welcome back to the Wise Men's Here podcast. Okay, so it's clearly uh, obvious that Sunday are I'm going to have their new head coach in place by the Leeds game. I don't think many people really expected that to happen before we start speculating about names and stuff, Phil. um, So I want to know your thoughts on... So obviously the club are looking for this um, consistency plan now, where the idea is somebody can come in and not be disruptive. We certainly know that's the case when it comes to transfer policy. I don't think anyone's in any doubt over that. But does that extend to the coaching side of things as well? Because I was thinking about this, you know, Dodds and Proctor now have, have been here and worked for two different managers. Um, And it seems like any new head coach will be asked to work with those guys. Is that the impression you get?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think they are. It's, you know, a modern football term, um, club appointments, if you like. And the idea being that when your new head coach comes in, I think they obviously have latitude to bring someone in with them, um, you know, someone they trust. And um, But I would be absolutely stunned if Dodds isn't the next head coach. You know, I'd be absolutely stunned if he wasn't involved in the setup. And um, I think that's absolutely part of what they do. And what you actually tend to see is, generally speaking, if an academy coach leads, they tend to promote from within as well. Um, rather than recruit from outside as much as possible. So yeah, I'd be absolutely stunned if either Dodds or Proctor um left. Um, you know, and I still think there's probably half a chance it could be Dodds for a for a longer spell, whether that be to the end of the season or what have you. Um that's just my hunch anyway.
2: Well we've got a we've got to follow on from that then really we can't we can't leave and come back to that can we? So I, I, I was I actually posed that question to people after the match on Saturday as well. how, how much of a possibility do you think that is? So you are saying you've got a hunch that'll happen. Per- temporary or permanent? Like a longer uh, temporary mi-
1: period or, or, or possibly... Yeah, lo- longer temporary, I think. Um Like I said, that's, that's just my hunch. I think probably where I'd come at it from is that I think obviously when Mowbray left, uh, there was obviously some kind of consternation, wasn't there, understandably saw so, that why isn't somebody lined up? Why wouldn't you bring... Someone in, you know, have someone lined up. If you're going to make this change, have someone lined up straight away so that you can make the change. And obviously, what became clear in a couple of days afterwards that, you know, they were going to go through, inverted commas, the process, if you like. They were going to do their shortlist, they were going to interview candidates and all that kind of stuff. And you know, when you when you're speaking to people about why, you know, that's the case, the thing that keeps coming back is well, we really trust Mike Dodds. We think he's an excellent coach. We think he's a safe pair of hands. You know, we think he's developed hugely from when he did the job two years ago. He has a huge input in the setup. Um, He has a really good relationship with the players. So he knows really well. And it just, like I say, my feeling is, well, if they, they think so highly of him, if he gets a couple of good results, does it not naturally follow that they might ask him to continue? That's not me saying that's definitely going to happen. They've clearly been interviewing other candidates. and I think there's definitely other people who they would like to recruit. But it's the middle of the season. It can sometimes be difficult to get managers out of clubs. There can sometimes be compensation, all these things to factor in. So, it's just something I've wondered pretty much from the start is what happens if Mike Dodds gets two good results against West Brom and Leeds and, happens- and shows that he's capable. Because it would have been impossible for them to give him that a week ago, right? Because yeah. to so many people, Mike Dodds was the guy from the Doncaster and Cheltenham games. And fair play to I him, mean, obviously obviously just shown on Saturday there there's a lot more to him than that. Um, so, yeah, it was. Just, it's just something I've thought all along is if, if they think that highly of him um, and they trust him with these games, well, what then happens if... He goes and succeeds in those two games. And like I said, this is a hunch. And I'm also saying I'm not saying like he's gonna get a four-year contract. I'm just saying, is there a possibility that they say, well, you know what, we're not actually in any rush whatsoever? Um if he does well, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not trying to suggest that it's all sewn up or anything like that. There's clearly other people they like and they've been speaking to, and if they can do that, then I'm sure they would. But you know, just sorry, last point for an example, I would say like someone like Will Still, right, who obviously is perfect for what they want, you know, their ideal. Um, young, up and coming coach said to be tactically really bright, bilingual. Um, but you know he'll be expensive. Um, he's sitting fifth in league. It's in league One. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a really interesting sort of few days. As I say, my hunch is that Dodds would have a chance, um, but I, I honestly don't know which way it will go just yet.
2: I see the logic in that talk completely, and I think that's why I pose a question myself to people after the match on Saturday. Um, just for the consistency purposes we've discussed the players clearly like him um, and um, you know he, play, he, he put he put a team out against a very good team on, on, on Saturday and we won convincingly um, but on the on, if, we lo- if, uh, if we lost on Saturday we we'll wouldn't be having this conversation but this, but this is what so... I'm saying so that, I know, well, that's leading on from my next point so, but but then like you think well in a way though you would rather that just would be a bit more decisive than that because what if Leeds then come here and win 6-1 or something on On Tuesday, then suddenly that might not be Mike Dodd's fault. It might be that Leeds are just much better than us at the moment, or whatever. You know, you've you've just said yourself, filler on just about on two points a game, or maybe over two points a game, or whatever. But that will change instantly the 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 opinion of what fans want. Certainly. So then, then it's like the start and the search again, almost. You know what I mean? Like in in a way, you
1: just kind of it's it's interesting with this this kind of this regime, if you like, because sometimes they seem quite sensitive to fan perception with some of the things they've done. Um, and sometimes they don't seem bothered at all, you know, as as we get with Mowbray going last week. So I'm not entirely sure which way it would go. Like I say, I, I'm not suggesting for a minute that the thought was from day one, well, let's just give Dodds an interim role and hope he does well and then we can appoint him. I think they clearly have, you know, candidates who they like and if they can get, they will appoint. Um, but I just, like I say, from... From sort of what I hear and my feeling being around the place, I've just wondered if um my feeling has been that he's had a bit of a chance to audition, if you like. and um, doesn't mean he'll get it, but you know, that's just that's giving you my honest opinion from my feeling around the place. That's what I that's you know kind of how I see it. You gotta say something on the
0: screen. I just think it's if you think he's good enough, give him it straight away. Don't give him it on two wins. If you win if you win the game on Wednesday, it doesn't change anything. Because he could lose, get a point, and lose the next two games. And then it's like, oh, we shouldn't have appointed him. If you think he's good enough to coach the team as a head coach, but you've always thought that, then you should give him the job. I don't think I don't think any results as an interim coach two or three games should influence the decision. Um because it's not about it's that's a very sh- short term, a very short term thought process to a what appears to be very much a long term approach from the club. Um, we'll still think if the fans, I know you're saying it'd take money to get them out of there. Well, if it, that's who you want, then go and pay the money to get them. Then, if you if you see that option as the person to take the club forward. And you have to pay money to get them out. Well, we haven't really spent any money, so spend some. If that's the money you think we're, we're after, we, we we should we should invest our hopes in and the plan in. Do it, um, because if you don't, then really you're going for second, third, fourth best, aren't you? And what does that say? So. You know, it's not like we're we're short of cash, are we? Like, let's be honest. Like, well, we're not aware. You know, we're actively trying to sell players. Actively trying to move players on. We don't pay very high wages. Um, like relatively speaking, for a club of our size, for a, for a team that probably has the most matchday revenue in the league. Although that doesn't touch certain things, but we are on the telly more than like any other team, pretty much in the championship. Um, And yes, the TV money doesn't hit the heights of Premier League TV money, but we're still on the telly all the time. Um, I'm just saying, and, you know, apparently we've got a billionaire owner, so I just kind of think if you really, truly believe that you're going to, firstly, we need to make a change in, in manager when we're three points off the playoffs with an arguably weaker squad than last year. No, they might not think it's a weaker squad but in my opinion as a football fan looking at the football team and that we don't have our player of the season we don't have the striker that scored 11 goals in 14 games or whatever it was when he was fit and we don't have Ahmad, I would say that probably makes us weaker Um, if you think somebody if, you, if you're going to make what what's the intention of the change Like, I, do you know what I mean it's it's just odd to me so if you think I'm going to make this change get rid of this manager now even though you overachieved last season really with a better squad um, what's your expectation Um, if you want to make a change to bring somebody in to get us into the playoffs then when you think that whoever it is is the man then you go and get them like in my opinion don't bother making the change otherwise because there's no point
1: I think um, I think part of what I would say is, uh, to be honest, I think the, de- the sort of the decision to for more to leave, I think that was in large part um, sort of a breakdown in relationships. To be honest, more than necessarily a results driven thing, because I think that you know, and maybe down the line I'll get the chance to speak to someone about this, and then they'll tell me I'm wrong and, and they say it differently. But you know, they talk a lot about evidence based approach and being data led and. You know, by pretty much every measurement, that you know, Sunderland were one of the best teams in the division, and everything suggested that their results would turn if they kept playing at the level they were. And lo and behold, that happened one game later. Um, my impression, if I'm being around the place, you know, since the summer and being around the season, were less about results and performance, so obviously that will be a factor in it, um, and just more about personality. I think clearly, um. There was, I think, some of the frustrations were less about performance and results. I think it seems like there were some frustrations with maybe the way players were being integrated into the team, who came in in the summer. Um, there was clearly some button of heads about selection and about which players were playing and which players were coming on. Um, and there's clearly, you know, a perception from the the club hierarchy, if you like, that they feel they can sort of drive better standards, if you like, around the place, whether that be training or or whatever. So I think probably the starting point is to say that you know although it came at the end of a bad week of results, I think the bad week of results exposed the way that relationships had kind of broken down behind the scenes. I think, Um, and so I don't really see this as like, oh, we think we've got a bad team, you know, therefore we need to go and get somebody to fix it. Um, I'm not sure that was that was what this was about, really. Although of course it was to a small extent.
0: I just I don't I can understand it, but what. What does it actually say or mean from a what? what is winning secondary now? I mean, the players we brought in, if they're insisting we play, are clearly not at the level required to get results. <clears throat> so you have to keep going back to the the players you can kind of trust. And then beyond that, there's there's not a lot more. I mean, Dodds has kind of done it to, to an extent at the weekend, hasn't he? Because he hasn't picked... Russin or best best or, or um my end, uh, um and maybe he wasn't even on the bench so from striking. Do, do the same stuff yeah yes so what I, I just think it's odd it's, it's this it's this thing and I've talked about it before I just struggle with it a little bit because I'm like well what what is actual what is the point in in this what what is the goal what are we trying to do? What? What? Why am I going to the game? What? What's? What's the purpose? So, if it if the results are irrelevant and it's somebody not complying, then if we're going to say, well, we're going to get rid of somebody because it's not even about results, it's because they're not playing these players who aren't ready when we've asked him to. Then, what? I I just don't. I don't. That I just don't. If you're paying four hundred pound a year to go to the match. And the goal isn't even to win. Like I just don't get it. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm all for like giving younger players an opportunity and developing them, but it's not. So the championship is not finishing the It's a tough league, um, with some good players in it. As you can see, top three have got all over forty. Well, top four have all got over forty points. Um, it's not it's
2: just Southampton just under I think thirty eight.
0: But it, but you, but <laughs> you don't. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it it isn't. It isn't a place to to come and cut your teeth, um, unless you're exceptionally talented.
2: Um, Maybe they think someone is going to come in and should be doing better. It's just You get mixed messages well, at times, don't you? You get mixed messages from normal times, don't you? Like, oh, On one hand, it's like, oh, we're, we're punching and our weight. Well, right, right, we're ahead of plan. And then on the other hand, well, you, you you suck your manager when you're in the playoff spot. So, like, I don't know Phil said it's deeper than that and there's more layers to it than that. But, like you say, if you just look at the bottom line as a football fan... The aim should be something that underperform. Their history tells us they're underperforming, and we know all this. So, the aim should be to try and get promoted. And and and, I think and you get mixed messages as as to whether they want to do that. At I think in
0: a tough in a, in what's clearly been a tough division, based on yeah. So we got in the playoffs last year with the lowest points, and I think this year sixth place has the lowest points ourselves after the amount of games played. But I think that's more of a reflection. Where there's a few sort of heavyweight boxers at the top there, and the rest are kind of slugging it out in a different division, um, which is fine. But I I, I don't know I I, <laughs> I think we're over I think we were massively overachieved last year, um and but I think we're overachieving to a point this year to be honest. But I think we are. I think we're overachieving more this year than we were last year, based on the the squad. In my opinion, I mean, some people might disagree with that, but we've seen really we've seen nothing <coughs> from any of the new players we've brought in, apart from Bellingham, have we?
2: But we've also not also seen much from the teams we've played either. To we, say haven't? That no, they, we haven't?
0: No, we haven't. But, they're but not, the point is, level. though, if we but it doesn't, the, the other teams are irrelevant because. We are building our side to win games. Apparent, we should be building our team to have a structure to win games in this division. Um, and I would argue that players we've brought in, our sheesh has done okay. Bar's taken two years, eighteen months, sorry, to to look okay and have his moments. Um, but the, this and you know the generally it's the English players we've brought in or the English base players we've brought in. Um, who've done better. Um, And really, if you look at, say, the signs in the summer, um, only really, um, it's only really been, you know, Bellingham, hasn't it, really? Ballard, obviously, is, you know, a fine player. But the younger, sort of, less experienced players, you probably see only Bellingham's really made the impact. And the other ones haven't done anything, like, significant immediately. And I know people might say, well, you need time to integrate these players and for them to get better. But, I, you know, I want to win. win games, so I don't want to like fritter around the championship for however long and be a feeder club for other people. And, you know, because I'm not really, I don't really care if we sell Jack Clark for 20 million quid because... Unless the money's reinvested accordingly, then what's the point from a fan's perspective? I'd rather we just capture Chad Clark because it's more fun for me. So you know, I'm just I'm just more curious about what the call and the purpose of the club is. You know, th- I know there was talk of a five year plan, at the uh, which seems to be another cliche that's rolled out from the sort of more LinkedIn types. Um, well, we're into what year? Three and a half of the five, probably. We we're supposed to get what, promotion in five, so there's going to have to be quite a leap in the next eighteen months in terms of what to give us the backbone to get that done, if that's what the goal is. Um, so I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative or anything. It's just it's a curiosity to me because it's weird to go to games where the kind of feeling is that the purpose isn't to win. I don't know if maybe I'm misreading that or.
2: Well, it's hard. It's hard not to say like when Tony Murray comes out and suggests it, like what you meant to think as a fan because that's the thing we consume. Like we do the podcast for a start. You people consume more than what's just going on on a match day now, and sometimes you wish it wasn't the case in a way. And you just could just concentrate on the eleven lads playing and celebrate the wins and stuff. But it's bigger than that now, isn't it?
0: Um, we know so much about everything now.
2: Yeah, you know, well, what I mean? I yeah.
0: mean, we're guilty about not say so guilty of ourselves. We're, we're complicit. Part of it, cause... yeah. Yeah, you course. know Chris will do. Chris do his post-match stuff, and he does the stats. And you know, he, it's, it's interesting the narrative after the game using stats that our XG in the last six games was the lowest it's been on Saturday. Yet apparently people are saying, "Well, we've created more chances on Saturday." Well, in the stats-based world, according to XG, we did not. Even though we did create a lot of good chances, we didn't create as many in the previous right as, as the previous five games. Under a different coach, so the coach that left always was removed because he he wasn't getting results, and people were talking about the fact that you know we don't create enough chances for strike as well, or don't create enough chances in general. It's just, uh, I mean, if you're going to go on stats, that's not that's not true. Um, so it's it's you know we know so much now. It, it's almost I'm not one of the I'm not a dinosaur. Where I'm going like well, you know this this modern football it's not always, it's not like it used to be all this kind of thing it's, I'm not talking about that it's just we, we're so we cannot analyse everything and to the point where it might be overthought and ultimately the, you've got to get a team who's homogenised of good players of decent enough players wherever they're from who fit a system who can compete in the league that they're playing in in order to get results now we've done that in large part, however, when you've what we've lost eight games already, um, are not in others, and I think on a layman, on layman's terms, you can clearly see where the deficiencies are. However, it's like well, the deficiencies actually don't exist in the world in which we are operating. It's we'll be more interested in other things. So it's it, it, it's you know. Okay, I'm not trying to be negative or anything, it's just it, it's just sometimes a bit difficult to get your head around as somebody who's... You know, said again, when you're the one paying 400-odd 500 quid to go to the match, and then you're being told that, you know, we've got to run the club in an austere manner, um, <laughs> and I've got to like it. I'm not talking about spending billions of pounds, I'm just talking about... Like I was trying to reiterate the point earlier, if you're going to go and say... You decide you want Will still and you have to pay some money, then go and get him then. Because I'm having to pay to watch, so you should pay for what you want. So that's what I think anyway. Some may disagree. Some may yeah, be sick of hearing me so... going on about it. No.
2: Well, no, <laughs> I think a lot of fairness in that. See, I wanted to wrap up a quick thing I mentioned. Um, I was going. I was in two minds whether to speculated about the Newcastle allocation um, but it's apparently Total Sport have now reported that they're going to get upper and lower tier in the North stand.
0: They're getting lower tier?
2: Upper and lower between Fab Well
0: anything in the lower ball is absolutely idiotic they shouldn't, be, like, getting,
2: so, so shouldn't be getting... So they're moving fans from there. To, to to accommodate them. If, if, if they're saying yeah. that the, the away, the top team, it's not safe, then reduce the allocation. It's not safe. You don't give them it at the expense of the home fans. No. It's an absolute shock of a decision. If, that, if that's true, then this.
0: people shouldn't bother going. Why are you giving up... Giving up Giving up our our whole life. Just just
2: never in a million years. Never in a million years. To make it as hard as possible for us. I just think, no, we shouldn't be doing that. It's
0: it's like you're being cooked. It's pathetic. We shouldn't be doing that. If that's what's happening.
2: Never done that for anybody else. No. I wouldn't be doing that.
0: I mean, if that's what's going to happen, then I think there needs to be a conversation with, you know, people he is and with. I now know a lot of people say, well, people have been harping on about wanting to move the away fans back to the lower ball and but all this there, kind of so thing, and they'll, go well, and they'll go, well, you know, you did want this, and blah, blah. I'm sorry, but it's I think as a gesture, um, it's completely unacceptable. Um, I think it's like, you know, it's, it's a derby. Moving as I said of before... People who sit like,
2: next to each other in a stand, so you can't sit next to each other this game now, possibly.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, but... No, because the world, know, the
2: bot the bot what's a bottom segregation going to have to be like on the law to you're going to have to have empty seats, lots yeah. Just... Yeah. I think so um, that's more people missing out, not going.
0: We've had the conversation before, and obviously back you know nearly nine, ten years ago, we were involved in the campaign to get Newcastle fans to Sunderland um, outside of a bubble trip and let fans, you know, but there's a there's a line. I mean, there was a statement from a Newcastle Supporters Association the other week, which honestly I'm still laughing at sometimes. Sometimes think about it and just you know, for the for for sporting integrity, it's important that Newcastle get the maximum allocation at the stadium. And like, do me a favor, you <laughs> You've got state-owned despotic regime football club, talk who are, you know going to game the system for the next however many years. You know, you'll be loaning players from Saudi Arabia from yourselves. In 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 the January window, which you all voted for, because you know you, you've got the that competitive advantage to do that now, and because you can't have X amount of thousand fans at the game, you're going to talk about you know the, the the you know the dilution of sport and integrity. Do as a favor. No, there needs to be people on this. Small angles. Them, I would just give them none. I'd give them zero.
2: And it'd be pushed back on from all angles, so I'm hoping to see a statement from Sports group come out and like, hopefully you Well, we'll see. We'll, it we'll, it see. We'll, we'll see how it develops
0: in the next couple of days, but you know, it almost makes it just, you not want to They
2: wouldn't have it. They wouldn't have it if it was the way around. They would speak mm-hmm. up against it and they wouldn't have it and there will be a big uproar about it way you just thought it was soft when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah, it's pathetic.
0: Like if it, if that's going to happen, it's just completely unacceptable and it should not it should not occur in any
2: circumstance. Right, well that's I don't know. So that's my opinion. That's so, just obviously Total Spot, there's been no official announcement on that yet. So
0: what are your thoughts on that, Phil? Sitting there quietly.
2: <laughs> I'll wait till it's confirmed. <laughs> well, we'll see. I just feel like I, I get why some people would want to wait that's confirmed, but I feel like Newcastle groups were quite quick to come out and give their opinion on it and go public with how they see things, and I just feel like there should have been a counter to that already. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what
0: happens, won't we? I guess it's difficult to counter until you know what's official. But 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 again, if
2: you're making your feelings known known from the start, just "Just you know, don't even think about this. This would be unacceptable.
0: I That'd guess if be... you're governed by the... Poli- maybe they're going, well, we've got to give them this and it, this is the only way we can do it. That would be the argument, but it's just completely ridiculous but that's, and should never no, happen that's, under that's, any
2: circumstances. But, but I would say that if you say, right, no, it's not safe to do it unless we do that, then you say, so we can't do it then? Because that's our way end. Yeah. So that that means if you're not that's happy you with go. having an increased yeah. allocation, then they're only getting a small allocation because that's our way end and we're not going to... um let our home fans lose out because we're going to have to put more empty seats to segregate the fans and we're going to lose out with that. So no, <laughs> just no. Right. Oh, well, let's see what happens with that one. Um Like I say, hopefully everybody's really vocal and tries to push back on that because that will be just not on. Right. Oh, well, Um Matt will be back later in the week uh to look ahead to the weekend's game. Bristol City, isn't it? On Saturday. Um, and look back to see whatever happened uh, against Leeds, as yeah, always. No, we might we might
0: have more movement on the manager situation potentially maybe, by then as well. Maybe, so that will be exciting. Maybe. Yeah, and more it, anger about uh, ticket allocations. Yeah, in the game. Just, I think just, it's going to be rumble.
2: Just, this just, this thing's going to rumble on the for weeks. this week, it? it will just be the most torn. deaf just uh, whatever. Right, let's see what happens. Right, okay. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>